Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. We're going to deal with boundaries. Somebody say boundaries. How many you know that every relationship is not the same? We're all in relationships, but relationships have dimensions to them. You shouldn't be as close to, to your coworker as you are your spouse. You shouldn't. Somebody say boundaries. We should live within boundaries. So why don't you turn with me to Exodus? We're gonna read, we're gonna read a scripture and I'll let you sit down, I promise. Exodus, the 18th chapter. This is an amazing thing. God showed me something different. In this scripture here, and this is, this is Moses. Somebody say Moses. Everybody knows Moses. The one that said, Pharaoh let my people go. The one that held out his staff and the, and the Red Sea opened up. They walked on dry land. The one that hit the rock and water came out of it. The one over there that turned the serpent towards them and people were healed. Somebody say that Moses. That Moses. But this is a particular point in the history of Moses' leadership where he needed a little help. Tell somebody, you need a little help. 13 it says the next day Moses sat to judge the people and the people stood around Moses from morning till evening somebody say all day, all day. when Moses's father-in-law Jethro saw all that he was doing for the people he said what is this that you are doing for the people look at this why do you sit alone and all the people stand around you from morning to evening. Have you ever just felt like you've been amongst people but you felt alone? His father said, why is it that you're sitting alone and all these people are standing around you? And Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute, they come to me and I decide between one person and another and I make them know the statutes of God and his laws. Then Moses' father-in-law said to him, what you're doing is not good. How many of we can be doing something that seems good? Seems like we're helping people, but it's destructive to us. He said, you and the people will certainly wear yourselves out. For the thing is too heavy for you. You are not able, listen to this y'all, to do it alone. Let's jump down to 21. Moreover, this is when he's advising them, this is what you're going to do. How many know it's good to have some good, good godly counsel, somebody on your squad to tell you something? His father-in-law said, he said, Moreover, look for able men from all the people, men who fear God, who are trustworthy, who hate bribery, and place such men over the people as chiefs of thousands, chiefs of hundreds, chiefs of fifties, and chiefs of tens and let them judge the people at all times and then every great matter they shall bring to you y'all see this what's happening here 
So it will be easier for you and they will be able to bear the burden for you. If you do this, God will direct you and you will be able to endure and all this people also will go to their place of peace. Somebody say amen to the word. I'm going to speak just for a couple minutes about boundaries. Somebody say boundaries. Boundaries. You may be seated. Many times I've read this scripture. Many, many, many times I've read this scripture. And I'll, I've always looked from the leadership perspective. And leaders, we should multiply ourselves in other people so we don't wear ourselves out. Amen? You can't do this thing alone. You need community. You need people you can trust. You need people that has your, have your heart in order to carry out what God has called you to do. But God let me look at it another way that his father came to him. He said, too many people have access to you. It may be important to them. They may have a quarrel amongst themselves, but who said you were the one to fix it? Somebody say border. Uh, somebody say boundaries. A border is a boundary. What he's, and and, and, what, and what, what his father-in-law did, he organized a system to which there were boundaries between him and petty stuff. And he set it up in such a way that, look, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to designate some men that have your heart, that have your spirit, that know you, the people you have relationship with, and we're going to let them handle the lesser things and only the things of great importance because we need you to be hearing from God, not hearing every quarrel and every petty thing that's going amongst the people. Somebody say boundaries. And so what his father-in-law did, he trusted his father. He said, if we do this, he said, if we don't do this, you're going to wear yourself out and they're going to wear themselves out and we're going to self-destruct if we don't create some boundaries. Oh my God. Somebody say boundaries. This preaching to somebody already. You're going to self-destruct if you keep letting everything and everybody coming in and out of your space like it's a doggy door. Somebody say boundaries. That's what his father-in-law did. He said, Moses, we got to set up some boundaries. If not, this is a, it's a good thing you're doing. It's admirable. It's respectable. I give you a hand clap for it, but this is going to kill you if you don't set up some boundaries. No doubt those were people that he loved. No doubt those people he might have grew up with in Israel before he left. But nevertheless, you have to set boundaries. For the sake of conversation, let's talk about boundaries a little bit. A boundary is a line that marks the limits. Somebody say limits. Of an area or a dividing line. It is the limit of a subject or a, or a sphere of activity. The fact of the matter is, people of God, we all have boundaries. Everybody has boundaries. Everybody's got a thing that, they, you know, you can go so far talking with me. You can go so far until you do something. You can't, you, you know, you can't, you know, uh, some, some people, you know, old school, you can't, you can't just come to them any kind of way. 
you know, that's what I mean, you know, we got intergenerations, you know, something means one to another generation, you know, you, you be fighting when, when it, you know, when you say something to another generation, somebody say boundaries. The fact of the matter is we all have boundaries, but few people know how to articulate the boundaries and to manage the boundaries. Somebody say boundaries. I want you to write this down. Your boundaries should be a reflection of the vast knowledge of yourself. Somebody know yourself. And the awareness as to where you are going. Let me explain. Let me unpack that. The Word of God says that we're destroyed because of lack of knowledge. We know a whole lot of stuff. We know what, they, we know what Kim Kardashian is doing because we follow on Instagram and we know what our favorite is. But many of us don't know ourselves. And how can I set up the requisite boundaries of my life if I don't know where I am in life right now and where I'm going? You could be letting people and places and things in the sphere of your life that are not conducive as to where you are going. And I know this don't sound very spiritual today. But let me tell you, it is the little foxes that the devil sees that spoils our vine. Somebody say boundaries. Particularly Christian people because sometimes we can, we can have a, we can have a, 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 a uh, what, what is it, uh, the place uh, what, 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 what it take dogs uh, humane society, we want to take every stray in we want to take every, every limping every limping person and we want to, I'm going, I'm going to nurse you I'm going to do this, and the devil don't, how, don't care how he gets us sidetracked he just wants to get us off our mark he wants to get us off our focus he wants to get us off our fish, off, off of our mission he said, if I can't make you sin, if I can't make you jump from bed to bed, if I can't make you go out there and, and smoke and drink and do all this, if I can just get you distracted. But I'm telling you, your borders is what's going to keep you focused. Tell somebody, you got to stay focused. Got to stay focused. Got to stay focused. Where there are no boundaries, chaos and destruction is inevitable. Where there are no boundaries, chaos, and destruction, it's going to be inevitable. You say, well, it hasn't happened yet. Yet. But tell somebody, you must have boundaries. Here's three things that, that, that boundaries do, people of God. Boundaries give guidance. Somebody say guidance. Put that on the screen for me. I think I sent y'all a couple of graphics. Boundaries give us guidance. Do we have it or no? Okay, somebody say guidance. Somebody let me know if you see something up there. I had a sign that says restricted access. Authorized personnel only. Well, there you go, thank you. Somebody say restricted area. Authorized personnel only. This is not meant to be some exclusive thing where only, only the ritzy people. What they're trying to do, they're trying to keep you safe. Say so only people with certain technical know-how, only people with certain clearance are allowed back here. And if you wander back here and you happen that the door is open, even if the door is open, it is telling you you don't belong here. For you to go back beyond that thing could be your death and your peril. Somebody say boundaries. 
sometimes we don't respect boundaries, but boundaries give us guidance. Think about, think about if you're on the road. Think about if, if you're on the road and, you know, think, th- just think, think about if the, if the center line wasn't in the road. Some people, said, some people drive crazy regardless of it, right? But think about, if, think about if, the, if the center line wasn't in the road. Even though I'd never go over there, but guess what? As soon as, soon as you're veering off, you, you, your eye get you, instinctively your eye has a cue, like I'm supposed to be over here, not here. And there's nothing stopping from your, from your 3,000 pound car from going over there other than the fact that the line gives you guidance. Somebody say guidance. God puts things in our life. He puts things in our path to give us guidance. And everything's not going to be my son, my daughter. This is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Sometimes God will give us something simple to give us guidance. Somebody say boundaries. The next thing is boundaries provide protection. Somebody say protection. How many of you fly every now and then? How many of y'all that belt, that little lap belt? <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. You'd rather fly without it, right? <laughs> but the fact of the matter is that, that little piece of nylon and those two metal buckles, they represent restriction, but that very restriction can save your life. The pilot will say that we, we are entering a place of turbulence. We're going to ask that everybody, everybody buckle your seatbelts and stay seated until the light goes off. Somebody say restriction. Being restriction is the being restricted is the cost of your safety. So many times the Holy Spirit will constrain us you want to do something but the Holy Spirit will just put a check in you like I don't have no peace about that thing somebody say restriction now here's the thing about it you can get out of that thing anytime you want to but you do it at your own peril the Holy Spirit is not going to make us do anything he's a leader he's a teacher and he's a guider and he'll let you know how many of y'all, how many, oh, come on, come on, by a show of hands, informal, informal, uh, 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 informal, just a show of hands. How many of you can look back in 2020, in 2020 vision and see what God showed you something and you ignore that. You look back, Lord, if I had just listened to you, if I had not leaned to my own understanding, but I had acknowledged you in all my ways, I could have saved myself some money, some time and some trouble somebody say thank you Lord for restrictions that's the reason God had to give Moses the Ten Commandments he said I've got to give y'all some guidelines I've got to give y'all some restrictions or I'm going to end up having to destroy y'all like I had to destroy Noah's the people somebody say restrictions we no longer live under the law. We live with the Holy Spirit under, this, under the dispensation of grace. It's not that I can't. I don't want to. Because your love constrains me. Your love puts a restriction on me. I want to cuss them out, God. But your Holy Spirit put a restriction on my tongue, God. 
anybody thankful that God restricted you? <laughs> I want to give him not, not a piece of my mind. I want to give him the whole enchilada. But the Holy Spirit constrained me. Constrained me. I'm so glad he constrained me. And I wanted to go, I wanted to go a little further and just say one more thing. Give him one more piece of my mind. He constrained me. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for boundaries. <laughs> Lord for boundaries it was for your protection Some, sometimes God, you know God you know it was the same with Moses and Pharaoh God God hardened Pharaoh's heart there are some people that you thought would be with you forever God is a softener of hearts and he's a hardener of hearts and the people you thought the people you thought that, that, that would be with you always, the one you thought you was in love with, the one you thought that would, that would always be there, said, baby, I'll never leave you. i never say, he told like he'd be God. All of a sudden, they changed their mind and they closed the door on you. Don't, and, and you. And you cried. You had the nerve to cry a little bit. You had the nerve to try to, try to act like you was depressed for a little while. But when you look back over your shoulder, Lord, I thank you that you hardened the heart because it was for my protection. You created a chasm in between me and the, me and them. It was a boundary. It was it was it was a border. It was a boundary. God said, "You ain't got enough sense. You too love sick. Your nose too wide open to know any difference. So I'm gonna have to fix this." The word of God said, "He set up up in one place and He take him down another." I say, I love you so much, I'm going to close this door for you to keep you from your own folly. Can somebody wave your hand and say, thank you, Lord, for my boundaries? That's what the Holy Spirit does. God in his infinite wisdom, he puts boundaries around us. The last thing is, boundaries are impartial and unemotional. Show, show, the, show the road, the roadside. I don't care how much you try to negotiate with that guardrail. I, 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 don't, I, I, don't, I don't care how much, look, man, look, I really need to get over there. I really, you know, I, I, I'm running late and I'm having these issues and, you know, I didn't have a good childhood and my father wasn't there and, and all these things. Guardrails is like this. You still can't get by me. And so many times, we are too compromising with our boundaries. We let people negotiate us out of our boundaries. We let people shame us out of our boundaries. We let people intimidate and, and put fear on us out of our boundaries. 
And God said, I need your boundaries to be just as firm as this guardrail. That if you choose to violate it, you're going to wreck your car. <laughs> There's going to be some damage if you cross this line. Somebody say boundaries. Is anybody getting anything out of this today? There's three things I want to leave with you. You may say, Pastor Tony, all that sounds well and good, but what are my boundaries? What do I do with them? How, how, how do I function with them? How do, how, I got boundaries, but how, how, how do I even know what they are? The first thing is we must recognize our boundaries. So this is your homework for this week. I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, according to how you've made me, according to how you've, what you've called me to be, according to my destiny and my future and where you have me going, what are my boundaries? What can I handle? What can I not handle? What things need easy access to me and what things do I need to put on the outer court? See, God, has, God see, that was an outer court. There was an inner court and there was a holy, 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 holies and everybody could not come. The tabernacle had boundaries. The outer court is where everybody could be. Who or what is in your outer court? Who or what is in your inner court? The people that's got influence you. Check your phone. Check who you've been, check, check your text and listen. Check, check, check your call history. That might be a good indication of who's in your inner court. And who is, who's in the most sacred space? God called it the Holy of Holies. But what, what, who's in your most sacred space? So we're not asking God, what are, not only what are my boundaries, but who is supposed to be in what boundary? Is this good to anybody today? This will keep your prayer life right. <laughs> this will keep your focus right. Not only what are my boundaries, but after I know what are my boundaries, who should be in what boundary? Not, who go, not, not only who goes there, but why they go there. Amen? The next thing, after we... After, after we uh, after we recognize then we have to establish where are my boundaries needed and I'm going to be transparent myself I'm a person that's passionate everything that I'm in I'm 150% in it to the point where me pastoring I can eat, sleep, breathe anything about what's, what's going on, what needs to happen, the tweak that needs to happen. But I need my wife and others around me, those that are in my most sacred space, to keep me accountable with my boundaries. It can be a good thing in the wrong place. I want you, I'm glad you're quiet. Well, Pastor, what do you mean to think? Pastor's supposed to be in your heart. It is. But my first ministry is my family. God forbid, y'all, y'all make y'all happy and I make y'all satisfied and I make, and, 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 and my wife is there unfulfilled and my children don't know that their daddy loves them. 
Somebody say boundaries. You got to have boundaries. Only the most sacred things should be this close to you. Now I'm not saying things will, things will change and things will ebb and flow when you go through seasons. Somebody say seasons. There will be seasons and times where things can shift and they can move and they can morph. But your default should always be this is what's most important to me. My relationship with God. My relationship with those that are in, in my inner circle. And those that are outside after that. The second thing, the third thing, I'm sorry, is maintaining and enforcing our boundaries that we set. Somebody say boundaries. Sister Christy, come on up. <laughs> you say right here. Somebody say boundaries. Need one more. I need a brother. Need a brother. Need a brother. Come on, brother John. <laughs> you looking at me. I hope you don't call me. I'm gonna I need somebody tall. Somebody say boundaries. Thank you, sir. These represent what's in your inner court. What's the most sacred? Your inner court. And you're out of court. You may, you may have more boundaries than that. But they are, they are segmented. It doesn't mean that they're, not, they're more important or they're more valued. It's just that according to the contour of my life, these are the things, this has more access to me than Sister Christy. She has more access to me than, than, than Sister Christy. Brother John has more access. He has less access than anybody. And so what God is saying is we have to manage. It is a constant thing. You can't just set it. You have to constantly, somebody say management. I'm going to talk about another series later on this summer about being a being good manager. But we have to be aware that in our lives we have to have management of what has access to us, particularly in the seasons of our life. Because there, there may be sometimes I got to go to the outer court for somebody that I may know or something that I may know casually in a time where I'm just trying to get information. But everybody that I work with and everybody that I'm a colleague with don't need to know all my business. Somebody say boundaries. There are certain things that I go to the outer court to get some things, but I, but I constantly live in the state of the inner so in, or, the, or the inner sanctum of who I am. And, 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 you, and you need to do a heart check. Are the records of people that I have, and I, and I, and I did like this so y'all can see clearly that, that are the people, I, I might have the right people in my life, but are they in the right position? Somebody say boundaries. Are they in the right place? 
And here's the thing. Here's what we, here's what we can do. We can mess up. And I'm going to take somebody who belongs in the outer court. And I put them up here. Now all of a sudden, I got somebody who doesn't know me intimately. I know somebody who doesn't have somebody who doesn't have my heart. They just be they just may be talking good game. And, and, and see, let me tell you something. The devil knows how to scratch your itch exactly when you are itching. He will send somebody. He will send something. He will send you somewhere that looks good. He will he will he will he will get he will uh, he the devil will read us and, and get us at our weakest point that we're the most ambitious when we want to get something when we're getting frustrated because we're not moving nowhere and the devil will send somebody looking exactly and talking the right way that you that, that belong in the outer court of acquaintance and will bring in the inner sanctum and closest to you and all of a sudden they're manipulating you because the devil sent them to get you off course. saying that they're the devil but everybody don't deserve access to the inner parts of you that's what happened that's what happened to Samson he laid his he laid his head in the lap of Delilah and she beguiled him and she seduced him to the point where he told his secrets everybody don't need to know your secrets Everybody don't need to know what's your kryptonite. Everybody don't need to know what, get, what, what, what turns you on and what turns you off. The devil will use it against you. He'll cut your hair off and yet see you, know, you try to shake yourself. And won't nothing be there. Somebody say boundaries. Here's what we end up doing. Let me tell you something. The only thing worse than having no boundaries is having boundaries that we ignore. You'd be better off than having none than establish some and be like, oh, well, you know, well, you know, you know, it's 10 o'clock. You can come on over. Somebody say boundaries. Somebody say boundaries. God, I honor you more than I more, more than I honor my more. more my, my desire for you is more than my desire just not to be alone. You know how many more? You know how many people have traded their future because they had a lonely night and just wanted to be with somebody. You know how many people? You know how people traded their birthright and their whole future changed all because they had a lonely night. You better take a cold shower and you better read the twenty third psalm until you go to sleep. Somebody say boundaries. You can do bad by yourself. Let a couple of, couple of minutes, couple of minutes of pleasure cost your whole life. Somebody say bound. The only thing worse than a, than, than, than the no boundaries is an ignored boundary. Is because you knew better and you stepped over it. You crossed the line. Somebody say boundaries. So, my question is what is your response when people violate your boundary? 
what is your response? Because see, see, you could, come on back with me, brother. We can have them all set up. They can be nice. But what people can do is, I'm going to make a decision. I know I belong here. You've told me my place, but I'm going to get up here whether you want to do it or not. I'm going to keep knocking at the door. I'm going to keep doing. What is your response when people continue to violate your boundary? And I'm not just talking about romantic. It can be, it can be, let me tell you, because let me tell you, sometimes the people closest to you are the ones that feel like, oh, you don't mean that. I knew you. I changed your diaper. I knew this. I, you know, no, no, that, that's for everybody else. That ain't for me. Oh, oh, contraire, mon frere. If you, you have to know that your boundary is your boundary. Guess what? When you when, look, look, there is nothing that it will test your love for somebody no more than when you tell them no. I'm gonna get. Let's do a little practice on the count of three. Gonna say no. One, two, three. No. Can I come over to your house? No. I just want to talk a little bit. I want to share something with you. No. Can I borrow some money? No. But I'll pay you back next week. No. See, that's what I say about all y'all Christians. No. <laughs> but see, these are the things. I'm telling you the thing that the devil uses on us, us people who are the Jesus following people. They love you as long as your answer is yes. The word of God says, I believe in Proverbs 4 and 3, that we have to guard our heart with all diligence because out of it, flows the issues of your life. Could it be possible that the issues that you're having, the drama episodes you're having is because you are not properly guarding your heart by creating boundaries? Somebody say boundaries. Thank y'all so much. Y'all give them a hand. Listen, the last thing I want to share with you Is this as everybody is saying it's my last point I want to share with you and it is this after you recognize somebody say recognize after you establish somebody say establish and after you maintain and enforce somebody say maintain and enforce your boundaries I want you to know you have the right and I would dare to say the responsibility to recalibrate your boundaries. How many know that we are constantly evolving? The word of God said he takes us from faith to faith, from glory to glory. And guess what? Your boundaries in your 30s are not the same as your boundaries in your 60s. Amen? 
Your boundaries in your 20s, Lord knows. Don't know nothing about nothing. <laughs> but you think you know it all. Don't know nothing about nothing. <laughs> you ain't got no boundaries because you ain't, you ain't been hurt enough. You ain't had enough rats yet. You ain't had enough broken hearts and, and crying nights yet to know that this hurts. You know, you know how we teach the baby, so the stove hot, hot, hot. You don't know what's hot, hot, hot yet. But after, after experience a little bit of pain and a little bit of turmoil and a little bit of sleepless night, you learn boundaries. Did everybody say your friend, say your friend is sinning and grinning is not, it ha- does not have your best interest. Amen. But, I, but I, my challenge to you, and I, and I know this wasn't the most spiritual, and, but I'm telling you, this practicality will keep you from heartache. Yes. Establish, recognize, be committed to maintain your boundaries. Yes. Within the safety of your boundaries, the word of God says it like this, he that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say unto the Lord, He is my refuge and my strength. What God is telling me, your safest place is within the boundaries. I know it looks, I know it looks tantalizing. I know the grass looks greener over there. I know it's shiny and it's alluring and it's mesmerizing. But your safest place is within your boundary. Is this blessing anybody today? Tell somebody, stay within your boundaries. And keep others within your boundaries. The last thing I want to share with you is that you have the right. You have the right to change. People are like, oh, you you changing now. Yeah, I'm changing. Anything alive should be changing. Nobody, people will drink. It's safe to drink from a river, but it's not safe to drink from a creek. Because a creek is stagnant water. You should be flowing. You should be moving. You should be evolving. You should say, God, what is it? What, what is it that you have for me in this stage of my life? And what are the borders that coincide with what you're calling me to God? I know this may not make you shout today. This may not put equipment in your spirit. But I'm telling you, if you live by this, it will give you clarity. Somebody say, God, give me clarity. Because guess what? These borders, these these boundaries create segregation. It creates focus. Let me tell you something. This week is my first week. Well, my, my daughter over here, Chris, She's doing some personal assisting from me. She's doing my schedule, and she, she's like, look, don't, don't forget to do this, and don't forget to call this person. 
I look at my life on a screen and I said, I got tired looking at everything that I had because I've, I've been doing it, but now I got somebody managing my borders. And we had a talk this morning. I said, look, we're going to have to designate some, some, some blackout periods. I'm going to have to create borders where I'm taking care of me where I'm recreating, where I'm not running to, because guess what? The devil don't care how he kills you. As long as he gets you doorknob dead. And I'm telling you, create segregation. That doesn't mean you don't love people. It's, that, it's just that, you know what? I love me. And if you love me, you want the best for me. And if I, in order that the best for me means that, that everything I can't, every engagement I can't accept. I can't say yes to everything. I got, I, I got to have a boundary. I got to have a time that I go to sleep. Many of us are tired in the morning because we don't have boundaries of when we go to sleep. You think I, I remain looking this young at 42 years old because I stayed up late at night? No, I go to sleep. He said, that's the secret. You're crazy. Man. <laughs> Tell somebody, go to sleep. Go to sleep. With my favorite show on. They got a, if you ain't got a DVR no by yet, we're going to get you one. You can watch it some other time. Go to sleep. Yeah. I just don't have enough time. Blah, 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 blah. I, you know, I get the, most of my work done, most of my fishing done. I wake up at 4.30 at least every morning. And get majority of my planning and stuff done before the sun even comes up. There is time in it. Everybody's giving 24 hours. What are you doing with them? Are you waking up in the morning and, and, and about to get about to uh, break your ligament uh, in your thumb, scrolling up to see what happened while you were asleep? Well, God, I just get tired every time. I, I want to pray, but I want to pray, but I fall asleep. There is no better time than in the morning. The Lord God said, early in the morning, I will seek you. Before the devil get busy, before I get a call, before I get a text, before they, somebody can take my parking spot, I need to go to God in prayer. Somebody say boundaries. You have the right to change and to shift. Now communicate to those around you. Don't just go shifting and changing lanes. You got to give signals before we change lanes or we have wrecks. <laughs> but tell somebody, you must have boundaries. Somebody put your hands together. Did this bless anybody today? Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.